Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 57 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts, I am Matt Olson. Over there we have Danny Oakstead. What's up? And we have JB here with us. Finally. Yeah, he's having a hard time with technology. Right. Can't put a link in the Google Docs. Sure you can, his fingers are so small, you can't get to the keyboard. It's just so slippery, I can't push the right button. So, you want to know what Maddie said about your headset? She's like, those are small beats. And I'm like, small beats for a small head. (laughs) You guys are mean. (laughs) It's just the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. We're sorry. Well, not, I didn't say anything, but I'm sorry for them. Because they won't say they're sorry. Right. Definitely Maddie. She won't. Nah. Nah. Don't worry. If if you get smoked with like a roll of paper towels, you'll be fine. You'll just kind of go flying. <laughs> but we got an episode for y'all. Um, we're going to first start off with telling you about our, our amazing sponsor. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in Fargo, North Dakota. They are at the bottom of the mall. They have an amazing selection of Magic singles and products, uh, including card sleeves, play mats, uh, deck boxes. They also got like a bunch of the Commander product and stuff. They still got a bunch of Aquaria Commander product, if you're looking for that, and even the new Zedekar Commander product. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, J-Dubs is going to be at ValleyCon again. Not again. Coming up. I got to find the link for that real quick because I forgot to link that when I typed that in. God damn it. Don't worry, I'll be cutting this out. (sighs) Matt. God damn it. So ValleyCon is the largest running, longest running, most attended, largest festival of popular culture featuring science fiction, fantasy, comics, anime, horror, gaming, and film festivals from Minneapolis to Seattle. <laughs> They're going to be in Fargo at the Ramada. At the very top of the... T- it says Ramada, Ramada Fargo. Ramada Fargo. Didn't we go it's, to that last year, Matt? Yeah. Is that the one we went to? No, the one that we went to was uh, Coricon, where we played VR and Beat Saber. Was it Corcon? Pretty sure it was Corcon. I got the. I can't remember. It was one of those. I don't but know. We went this, to one of them. I'm there. sure that was Corcon. This is ValleyCon. JJubs is going to be there. They're going to be a booth. They're going to be selling singles. They're going to. I mean, they're going to be there. So that's something we want to point out. They also have uh, a bounty, bounty buys going on as well. Fetchland Shocklands of certain types. I can't remember all at the moment. Uh, Arid Mesa is on there. If you sell an Arid Mesa to J-Dubs, you'll get 10% extra in store credit. And from there, we also have a new partnership that we want to let you all know. You know, we're all magic nerds. We all like fantasy. And, you know, magic kind of goes hand in hand with D&D. Well, hopefully they're owned by the same company. Right? <laughs> Especially since we're getting a D&D set this summer. Uh I bring that up because there's a podcast called In Dice We Trust. They are four friends trying their best to succeed with their fates decided by a D20 or a 20-sided dice. Oh man. Or a D20. 
D20. Join players April Mitchell, Finn Hotman, and Bryce Osman and their DM, Makari Robinson, in storytelling in a storytelling experience of a lifetime. Uh, I listened to the first episode today, which is called A Meeting of Courts. They have three episodes out right now, but the first one, really good. The storytelling in there is super sick. Courts of Season... I don't want to spoil too much. Link in the description. It's super fun. Go give them a go give them a, a listen and then shout them out. Be like, hey, uh, the the guys over at this week sent you. You mean give us a shout out? Did I say that backwards? Yes, you did. I did. And you give me shit. Maybe we do need that beer, <laughs> right? <laughs> I told you. She put in it in di- the freezer. In dice we trust. Go check them out. Oh, uh, also with that, their bi-weekly podcast. I should note that too. I feel that's important to know their schedule. Bi-weekly. When was the 30th? Bi-weekly on Wednesdays. I feel like that was an earlier episode of This Week in MTG. It was like bisexual on Wednesdays is what it was called. What? Yeah, when, when Rob's was host of This Week in MTG. I'm pretty positive that there was an episode called. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it up. I think we. You're on Spotify right there. Look it up. I think there was one. So I think I was on episode four with Rob and Trent and Mike Hayes. And uh, I can't remember the last person. Doom, you're sorry. Yes. yes. Here we are, just reminiscing back in the days. Do, do, do favorite text cue. I think it was After Dark. That was the bisexual. Okay, that bisexual only on Thursdays, episode sixteen. There we go. <laughs> you want a throwback? Go listen to that. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, this came out uh, last November. I don't know why we're reminiscing on this. How about we just jump into this breakdown real quick before we just. Teeter off even more. Niv miss it. <laughs> See, we do need the beer, Matt. <laughs> it's what keeps us sane. So the breakdown, we're going to start off at the Boggle Desk with JB over here, where he's going to talk about some past weekend events uh, resulting in, well, not resulting in, uh, covering the DWC and the Channel Fireball Clash series, which is something that we're also going to be talking about in the upcoming events. A couple dates to know when it comes to the Grand Finals and the Red Bull events that are coming up as well. From there, no BNR talk, but we're no. going to jump into the news where Danny leads us off with a blog talk. Yep, yep. Talk about Magic Legends, a survey. Do the surveys. And then I think we're going to be spending a good chunk of time on The Walking Dead because it's just causing a whole bunch of chaos in the Magic community right now. <sighs> so brace yourselves for that, y'all. And then depending on how much we uh, deviate from that, because, you know, we all have opinions when it comes to The Walking Dead. We're going to move to the finance section, talk about some weekly winners, move to the deck of the week, and call that, and then call that an episode. Sounds good. Oh, man, that was a mouthful. (laughs) So, I think with that, we're just going to straight on pass it over to JB. All right, so our first event we had was the Channel Fireball Clash Qualifier 1. Run on MTG Melee. I can't scroll on my phone. 
What happened really to your little computer? <sighs> it's been dead, and I keep forgetting to plug it in. And then I just forget to bring it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, today's been a rough day, okay? <laughs> it's, wow. It's been a really rough fucking Monday. Leave me alone. Wow. That's why I need beer. <laughs> Today wow. can just go die. Wow. Just another manic Monday. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's pretty much. So anyway. Yeah. You finally get that loaded up on your phone now? Yeah. 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 See so who won. Okay. So yeah, so the standings after it was a two day event. Do we say that it was standard? Did you, JB? Fine. The format standard. I'm pretty sure that that's everybody knows. It's the only thing that's going on lately is fucking standard shit. I didn't know that. Well, it's standard. Okay. Thank so you. now you know. Should we play a game and see if they can guess what the first deck is? Should we play a game? Here, I'll I'll, I'll give you guys five seconds here of dead air. I'm pretty sure you're all able to shout out in unison at once as soon as I say the winning deck is Burn. That, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> hopeful thinking no. or hopeful wishing. Or... No. So first place we had Omnath Adventures. Of course. <sighs> Dang landfall. Right. Second place we had Demir Rogues. That's close to burn. Third place. It's <laughs> not even close to burn. It's Mill. It's rogues. They burn. It's rogue mill. Good stuff. So third place, we had four-color Omnath. Burn, maybe? Fourth place, four-color Omnath. Damn it. Fifth place, Rakdos Midrange. Hey, there's That's burn. That's close to there's burn. There's burn. I played Rakdos my first standard deck. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that But one. it wasn't burn. It was haste and trample. Right. So <laughs> in sixth place, we have four-color Omnath. Wow. Seventh place, four-color Omnath. Eighth place, Omnath Adventures. Still a lot of Omnath in this. Way too much. So how long before Omnath is banned? Uh, let's see. How long did it take Uro to get banned? How long did it take Oko to get banned? Maybe like yeah. Be- how long did Oko take to get banned? Between right. three and three and nine months, somewhere in there, I'd say. It's right. Where it's gonna get Omnath banned? Is. Like I said, six months before it rotates. Well, I mean, the fact that they're showing Demir Rogues in second place is super important. Uh, one of the biggest downsides of Demir Rogues is that if you milled an Uro, you're just kind of, you're, you're fucked. Well, yeah. So without Uro in the format, Demir Rogues is starting to have prominence. I mean, and Rakdos Midrange is just a solid deck as well. Having yeah. those up there, it gives me hope, but still, that's a fuck ton of Omnath. Yes. Well, yes, for four is. drop, four four with four different abilities. Yeah. What sta- what what fucking format was this again? Standard. Was it standard? Okay. Yep. Obviously. There's fucking bone, bone crusher giant right there. Okay, so next up we had the Disorganized Wizards Club. They held an event. And first place we had guess. Not Omnath. Yeah, which is super cool. You know, I wonder if this is any, like people who listen to the Disorganized Wizards Club. I feel that they're pretty good players, and this actually looks like a very diverse top eight. Right? Yeah, surprisingly. Uh, so the winning deck was Rakdos Midrange. It actually looks kind of sweet, not going to lie. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, man. Give me a deck with Kroxa, I'm in. Right. Four of even. Right. And then Magmatic Channeler. I like that card more than I think I should. And I think this is just confirming it here that this is a, a sick card. Oh, look at that. They even had Oxalagonis in there. Well, I mean, you're fine with pitching your stuff to your graveyard here. Things like Temerit's Call and uh, Academ's Awakening. Right. Well, that's the first time I've seen that card other than in Dredge. I mean, that's that's why I'm a little surprised. It's actually showing up in something. So then rounding out the top eight, we had uh, Gruel Adventures. Four Color Adventures. Demir Rogues. Four color Omnath. Yeah, uh, like I was reading backwards in the bracket. No, <laughs> oh, now I'm all fucked up. Esper down. <laughs> Esper Doom. And then we had. That's a throwback of a deck. Uh, right. Oh, then. Rakdos Midrange. And then. Well, I already said that. That was the one that won. No, it wasn't. There's was another Midrange. Yep. Oh, is it? What? What the fuck? No. Yeah, there was, is bro. It? Oh. <laughs> there was. God damn and it. And then Gruel Agro. I don't know if you... I need to get my old person eyes checked. Do you see these numbers right there? Yes. <laughs> but like I said, I was reading backwards from the champion, and that's why I was all messed up. I was like, oh, wait, no, I already read that one. And da, 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 da. Yeah. We'll get there, JB. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get there. You like I said, you, I am struggling go, today. You can't go off the numbers. Because number two, uh, Tajati didn't get second. Right. I know. I just... But so you can't go off those numbers. No, you can't. But it would have been easier for me to just read down the list like that well, yeah. instead of going backwards to but the bracket. You can't give them place-wise. Well, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, after we struggled through that. No, uh, you struggled <laughs> through we, it. We, we finally got there. Don't say we. That was just you. No, this is a collective effort. We, go, then, we go down as a team. And then everyone who had to listen to you for that five minutes had <laughs> we, to suffer through Like I said, today is a Monday from hell. We've been, I've been struggling all day. All God. day. Some people's children, I tell you what. Right. All right, so that'll do it for our past events. And then for our upcoming events, we have an eSports update. Dates for the Zendikar Rising Championship and Kaldheim Qualifier Weekends. Okay, so the 2020 season grand finals is going to be on October 9th through the 11th. So this weekend... Yeah, and it's going to be streamed on Twitch. Looks like the Zendikar Rising split is in full swing. Zendikar Rising Championship is going to be taking place on December 4th through the 6th. Uh, with a prize pool of $250,000. And the players of the MPL and Rivals League competing. So that'll be a fun one. Ooh. The rising competitors out of the arena battle will battle it out for the first slots in the Challenger Gauntlet. I know we talked about that not too long ago. Yep. How that's becoming a thing. Yep. And the Gauntlet is just like people from the uh, lower non-Rivals League can make it to the Rivals League, and a certain amount from the Rivals League can make it to the uh, the Pro League. And then things shift around. It's complicated. That yep. is for sure. Very complicated. It's basically just adding a whole other tier into things. It's it's more of... It keeps things churning. Yeah. It's just like baseball. You have triple, double, single, or single, double, triple, the major. 
Well, first off, you're talking to people. Well, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm just. I'm not sports knowledgeable on. I'm that just level saying of there's there's levels to all sports, really. Right. I don't pay attention to minor leagues. But it's it makes sense. Makes it's an easy way to figure it out because with last or a couple weeks ago, we had the update from them where they're saying that 24 pros in the top bracket are staying the same this year due to COVID. And then yep. they're adding an additional 24 to the rival. So they're taking the next 24 from their in rank. And I guess with this, it's just way of not not having those same, I guess, was it 72 people playing pro level. So you have those new guys who are at the bottom can compete against. So you don't have, what is it, 73 sit there for... 17 or 18 years trying to get into it and not be able to actually get in there. Fair. Very fair. So, because it's what? The the pros, the top tier can get knocked down if they don't do well. Right, yeah. But they're still in the rivals, so they can still get back up. Yep. Rather than having, oh, hey, once you're knocked out, you have to work your way back up. Right. Which they should do. But, but hey, that's just money grab for them, so. Right. Okay, so back at it. So we've got a whole chart here of our upcoming qualifier weekends. So for there's a Zendikar Rising Championship qualifier weekend October 24th through the 25th, and that's going to be standard constructed. Qualification method. So all of these to qualify, it's, you got to finish in the top 1,200 in limited or constructed um, throughout the, the month's ranked season on Arena. So the first ones in October is going to be standard constructed. Uh, November's is going to be the 7th through the 8th. That's also for Zendikar Rising is going to be standard constructed. And then starting for our Kaldheim Championship qualifiers are going to be starting December 19th through the 20th. First one will be historic. Second one will be January 16th through the 17th. Historic constructed. And then the next one will be February 27th through the 28th, and that one will be standard constructed. God, February seems so far away. Right? <laughs> but it's just going to be right around the corner. You know that. Yeah. The summer just flew by like nothing. Well, yeah, we couldn't do anything. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, you think that would have made it go slower because you couldn't do anything, but no, it's just gone. So that's it for our important uh, qualifier weekend dates. So next up, we have another Channel Fireball Clash series. Well, this is the official announcement. They announced it earlier this week, and the first one was this weekend, which we talked about. You know this if you were here last week. <clears throat> Sorry, I had life happen. <laughs> life happens every day. Right. Okay, so the next one is going to be this weekend, the 10th through the 11th of October. Start time, 1 a.m. Pacific time. What? That's crazy. Why is that crazy? At 1 a.m.? It's 9 a.m. Pacific time. No, it says 1 a.m. 1. Start time, 1 a.m. Pacific time. Well, fine. 1 a.m. Pacific time is, what, 4 here? 
I don't know, eight, what, what, 8 o'clock UTC, whatever UTC is. What, what number are you looking at right there? Look, qualifier? qualifier 2, start time, 1 a.m. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that's... Is that know. our Pacific time, or is well, that like... There's only, there is only, there is only one zone called Pacific time, and that would be Seattle. Here we are, guys, back at it again. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> this week in time it zone It would be 4 <sighs> o'clock here in the morning, since we are in North Dakota. I thought it was only two hours difference. Three from Pacific, no, it's two. Yeah, I thought it was two. Well, it was three. No, Pacific is two hours behind us. Yeah, whatever. See, here we are back right? again at the Time Zone <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> this week in Time Zones. Yes, your New- aggregates Time Zone podcast where we're trying to figure out what the hell a time zone is. See, there you go. Bonus episode. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we'll do it this week in Time Zones. <laughs> Here's Babylon about what we think is right for Time Zones. Does UTC make sense? We should change it. What about all this daylight savings time? That affects the time zones. Right. Arizona, why the fuck are you doing this to us? We should all be like that. Right? Daylight savings well, is coming up. UTC is universal time coordinated or coordinated universal time. That means nothing to me. Is that the atomic clock? Yeah, basically. Well, the I- atomic clock can go boom. Because it's wrong. I don't know where I was going with that. I really don't. I really don't. Just keep talking about some dates here. (laughs) (laughs) So the third qualifier is going to be October 30th through the 31st. Why why are they going to have it on Halloween? Okay, man, we're all going to be doing spooky stuff, not playing magic. Well, magic is technically spooky. It is. We are talking about magic, and Halloween was supposed to be a magical holiday. No, spooky, supernatural. Don't Which tell me is that technically you're... magic. Don't tell me that you're not scared of Omnath. I mean, I am. <laughs> See, there you go, spooky, done. So UTC is technically the standard 24-hour timekeeping system. Right. Yeah, because this one it says start time is 5 p.m. Pacific time, but zero 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 UTC. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, is this what they mean when it's five o'clock somewhere? It's always five o'clock somewhere. Right. Man, here we are back at beer. See? No, you're at beer. See? See, your beer would be cold. Yeah, it would be cold cold if you would have put it in the freezer when I told you to. We could be enjoying a cold beer right now. We can make it happen. Well, then go do it right now before you forget. Well, then keep reading some dates. I will. I will. Okay, so after that whole debacle, we're going to have our fourth qualifier is November 14th through the 15th. Two fl- two flights? Yeah, two flights means there's some two different heats. Oh, okay. well, then why, why did they just say heats flights? That's confusing to me. Because I think like actual airplane flights, like what are people wow. flying in somewhere? To no, paper? it's two flights. Like, that's crazy. Okay, so yeah, so two heats, whatever. We'll go with that. First one starts at 6 a.m. Second one starts at 11 a.m. Both flights feed the same day two. Day two starts at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Structure, day one, nine Swiss rounds. Two ways to qualify for day two. You either win five rounds total or win three rounds in a row. Either way, once you qualify, you won't be paired for the rest of day one. Day two is single elimination. Top 16 players qualify for the championship weekend. Top eight players are safe for rounds one through three of the championship weekend. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. 
Yeah, that's top eight. Yeah, it's a good reward for being top eight. Right? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. You just get an automatic into round four. Yeah, championship round. That's sweet. So the qualifier weekend prizes. First is $1,600 plus championship weekend qualification plus safe for three rounds in championship weekend. Second place is $1,000 plus all the aforementioned. Third through fourth is $500 along with all the aforementioned. And fifth through eighth is $150. Ninth through 16th place gets $100 and a championship weekend qualification. Nice. So the championship weekend is going to be the 64 qualified players that are competing for a $30,000 prize pool. Formats are standard constructed. Deck lists are required. Players must use the same deck on day two that they used on day one. And it looks like the championship weekend is the 21st through the 22nd of November. So first place of the championship weekend gets ten grand. Second place is three three thousand. Third and fourth get fifteen hundred. Fifth through eighth get a thousand. Ninth through sixteenth get seven hundred and fifty dollars. And seventeenth through thirty second get two hundred and fifty dollars. So not bad prizes. No. Honestly, that's 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 pretty good. All matches will be played on arena using the tournament match setting. So with that being said. Being on arena, why are they requiring deckless when they can just go and get that themselves through arena? Yeah, I don't know. Can't they? Well, I think isn't this all run through MTG Melee though? I don't know. You tell me. I can't remember. Let's see. Let's find out. I want to say it is. I. Yep, it is. So it's run through MTG Melee, so that's why. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Plus, uh, the entry to the qualifiers is $5.99. Plus tax. Plus tax, yes. So whatever that equals out to. I don't know. You do the math. 634, I think. Sure. Sounds about right. We'll do that. Well, that's at 7%. Well, tax. yeah, I guess it de- it depends on where you're from i guess because yep. ours is what seven and a half yeah seven and a half so what's next all right so next up we have the red bull untapped so it looks like it's going to be the week of wings earn your spot in the thirty-five thousand dollar qualifier weekend through one of the 15 entry events jesus yeah that's crazy okay so let's look at this picture here let's blow this up because i can't read that shit so it looks like this is going on the 19th through the 25th of October. There's going to be three flights, six matches of Swiss, Monday's standard, Tuesday's standard, Wednesday's historic, Thursday's standard, and Friday's standard for all three flights. Uh, first one starts at 2 a.m. CEST. Did we ever figure out what CEST was? Um, is it coastal Europe or is it something like that? I think I can't remember. Central time. It's just CST is well, it's Central's. Well, yeah, CST, but CEST. Oh, CEST. Yeah, C 
C-E-S-T. Central European summertime. Ah, okay, so it is European. Okay, so it looks like they did put other time zones on here. So it looks like Seattle's 5 p.m., New York is 8 p.m., London's 1 a.m., Tokyo is 9 a.m. So the second flight is going to be 12 p.m. CEST, and flight three is 6 p.m. CEST. So if you do your time zone math. So then players with four wins in any entry event move on to the week of wings qualifier. So it looks like the qualifier will then be Saturday and Sunday of that week, I'm assuming, because it just says Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday starts at 3 p.m. CEST and Sunday is 3 p.m. CEST, so same time. The event will be played in both standard and historic. And all players who qualify through the week of Wings satellite events will be able to participate. Yeah, you win four times and you're in. You're qualified. Yep. It's not bad. Good stuff. Yeah, not bad at all. Okay, Saturday event will be nine rounds of Swiss. Six rounds of standards will be followed by three rounds of historic. We'll then perform a cut. Every player with six or more wins will advance to the second day of the event. All players with fewer wins than that will be eliminated. And anyone that makes it to day two gets prizes. So that's also good to notice too. Uh, Sunday, those remaining will play another six rounds of Swiss. This time they'll be starting off with two rounds of historic followed by four rounds of standard. After those rounds are over, the top eight will determine the winner of the Week of Wings in classic single elimination style playing standard format. How much is first place getting? Ooh, first place. So first place is getting 10 grand. It's a nice payday for playing some cards. Right? Second place is five grand. Third and fourth get two grand. Fifth through eighth get a thousand. Ninth through sixteenth gets five hundred. Seventeenth through thirty second gets two fifty. And thirty third through sixty fourth get hundred and fifty. It's not bad. I see there's uh, additional prizes. Right? Can we click on that? Is that clickable? So for those who have thirty six to forty five match points, you get five thousand arena gems. 33 to 35 match points, you get 3,000. 30 to 32, you get 1,500. 27 to 29, you get 1,000. 18 to 26, you get 500. And then you have 27 plus match points. Entry Zendikar Rising Qualifier. Nice. I don't know where you saw that, but I... Oh, you went back to the thing? Yep. Ah, I was going to say, because I was trying to click on it, and it wasn't going anywhere so <laughs> look at that me and technology god damn it <sighs> so that'll do it for the red bull event that sums up our upcoming events so you know what that means we turn it over to danny to see if we have any bnrs which we don't at least not this week damn give it about six months and then i'm pretty sure omnath gets the the hammer Hopefully. You heard it here first, folks. Six months. Not not next week or two weeks from now. It's going to be six months. Again, it's going to be like six weeks before it gets banned. Or before right. it goes out of rotation. So anyway. 
Moving along to blog talk of the week. This blog talk is uh, kind of feeding into the rest of the episode Ooh. with the announcement of the new secret layer. Some will call that a tease in the the walk of the dead or the walking dead, not the walk of dead. It which is like basically a, the same thing. It's just right. When you anyway. talk about the walk of dead, I think of Michael Jackson's. Is thriller. this a is this a potato potato moment? No, it's potato so. tomato. No, no, it is no, not. No, it is Matt. not, Matt. Hey, man, you brought this upon yourselves right now. <laughs> anyway, let's get let's, let's get back on track, guys. Choo we, don't, choo. we don't need we don't need more Niv Mizzet moments. So this week's blog talk comes from Bad Ad Commander. He asked, not really asked. He just stayed stated the following. Part of what's going on here is that a lot of players that. TWD Secret Lair seriously damaged our trust in Watsi to do what's best for the game. You're part of that, and is that on 9.16, you said re-bio-box promos. We are listening to the feedback from the players. Mechanically unique bio-box cards upset a lot of people. That's really a tongue twister in the way he... <laughs> typed all this out. Um, anyways, continuing on. he, uh, You knew The Walking Dead was coming, and because of that, I have lost a lot of trust in you specifically. If you want to earn that trust back, you might start by explaining that post. So here we go. It's a long one. Th- th- this Sit is down. a long one. Sit back. Enjoy oh. Danny's soothing voice. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Ugh, oh, Anyway, so how do you spa- say that dragon name? Nalanthi. Nalanthi? Nalanthi. Nalanthi? Nalanthi? I have no idea. People will figure it out. Yeah. We'll struggle through it together, Danny. There we go. So, Mark replies, I understand I understand how the players can clump Nalanthi, Dragon, and Nexus of Fate, and Rick, all in the same category. But I need to stress that they were each... Very different things. Nalanthi Dragon required you to travel to Atlanta and buy a ticket to a convention that had nothing directly to do with magic. Nexus of Fate required you to buy a box of draft boosters from your local game store while supplies last. Rick requires you ordering a magic product online during a certain time period. The first one was has nothing to do with magic, while the second one were directly t- well, the second two were directly tied to a magic product. The first and second required you to do a f- required you to go to a physical place where the third did not. The first and second were while supplies last, while the third is print to demand. Each is different, so we have to treat treat it differently. There is a world where buying unique bio box cards are problematic, where a direct sale product is not. Two weeks ago, I said. We tried thing X, and you communicated that you didn't like that, like thing X. Holy cow! Now we're trying thing Y. Yes, there are a lot. There are similarities, but there are also numerous differences. Maybe you'll like thing Y. That's why we're trying it. I understand you might not like thing Y, but me saying you didn't like thing X is not me lying about thing Y. Ho, oh, that's. 
a very complicated topic, which we will get into later. But with that being said, Matt, I'm going to push it back over to you. Okay, everybody put a pin in that, because uh, that is definitely going to be getting talked here over, surprisingly, a super long section of probably The Walking Dead. But let's talk about some uh, unrelated things. Cleanse our palate, get ready for this, and start off with Magic Legends, a game that I'm pretty sure we all forgot about. No, we didn't. Oh, good. We didn't forget. Because there's an update on what is going on. Uh, Magic Legends is that action uh, RPG that is going through Alpha right now. Alpha is actually done. I think they're getting ready for their next set of Alpha. Uh, the first round had 60,000 players, and so they're able to learn a bunch of stuff, and they're going to implement that. But because of that, things are getting pushed back until spring of 2021. It's pretty much the gist of it. Ooh, I, can sign up. I wonder if I can get picked for the beta if I got picked for the alpha. Uh, yeah, you can uh, try again. Actually, I think they had a comment about that uh, on a Twitter post where they're like, if you already sent your email, not a lot of the time they're going to be looking at you again. So, damn. But it's worth a shot. But yeah, the gist of this is, is uh, stuff will be coming out later next year. They want to work on making it really good. And yeah. And then after that, we just got the newest Magic survey for y'all to take uh it's this one specifically about zendikar rising links in the description down below please click on it please fill it out i can't stress this enough and especially in times like this this is how watsi gets a lot of feedback that they try to listen to i I mean they're spending a lot of money to do these surveys i mean probably not a lot of money but it's 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 valuable information to them along with us using our wallets to purchase things that might come up again here in a little bit and that's really all we want to hit on here so that way we can try and devote a good chunk of time to some walking dead stuff yeah more of it again so should we start off by the petition of banning before the full list even came out of the walking dead cards Seems like as no, good a place as any. No, no. We have to go over the list. Oh, yeah. We'll start with the list first. Like, why would, why would we go to banning when we have to go to a list and so we actually know what's there? Well, well the thing is... is chronological like the, order, I the, guess. The, the petition came out before the full list of cards. This was before uh, Glenn and before Rick. Rick and before Lucille. Lucille? Lucille. The they, did, they, Lucille. Did, they, didn't, Lucille. they didn't do Carl... Carl, Carl. I did see a, a user submitted card that was Rick, leader of the corals. You create ten coral tokens. What are we to do? It's it's pretty funny. Carl. All right. Well, the cards. Ah oh, man, this is this is this is a thing. So we have the cards. You all probably seen them. I don't know if we want to read too much into like I don't think we'll read the cards. We're just going to say what they are. 
I feel a lot of our listener base already is part of this conversation because this has really taken over the magic Twitter, magic subreddit, all of that. We have Daryl, Hunter of Walkers, Glenn, the voice of Calm, Rick, Steadfast Leader, Negan, the Cold-Blooded, and Michonne, Ruthless Survivor. And then a bunch of Walker tokens and a treasure token. All foil. And then there's a bonus card, which is Lucille the Bat. That got announced on Sunday. Which is not in there. Yeah, they don't like I'm on the actual page right. of of The Walking Dead. And there's also uh a special design box for it as well. Um it's not like the typical black box that they have displayed here. Uh there was an opening on Sunday from a streamer. And it was like whites and uh graffiti ish, black ish, graffiti ish looking. And that's where they showed Lucille the Bat. It's a one black artifact, checking, or creature gets plus two plus oh, menace. And then when the creature, it's four to equip. Uh, when the creature attacks, defending player attacks a creature, I think. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but it's only in foil. It's 50 bucks. The estimated ship date is between January 4th and February 15th. Uh, this is a promotion that's going on all this week. It started yesterday, where you can start buying the Walking Dead Secret Lair. You have until Saturday, and just open a purchase if you're interested for fifty bucks. It's actually not that bad. Really, you're getting you're getting five cards, or I guess six cards. Is it though? You're getting twelve cards because you got the six different tokens. You but, got five yeah, but, tokens but, but, but I mean, treasure token. I, I get that, but I mean, like you're getting five creature cards, an artifact card, and then yeah, you get your tokens. But I'm just looking at the actual card cards because tokens, yeah, right, are tokens. Like uh, some dumb, some hold value. They are double faced. Oh, are they? Yeah. Nice. Are they humans and then they flip to be zombies? <gasps> that would be sweet. Yeah, but it's not. I'm sure it's not. Yeah, let's not make a actual common or uh, a smart token. Right. When does Watsy do anything smart? That's true. I mean, they make good. They make good commander products. Their draft sets, like the. I mean. The there's definitely a few cards that are very egregious design flaws, mistakes. <clears throat> some could say. <clears throat> they all seem to start with an O. I have a very, well, I mean, or have an O in them. There you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's the full list of cards. They're on sale right now, and the commander community is in such an uproar about this for multiple different reasons. One of the main is that people believe that this is a strictly blatant cash grab from Watsi and Hasbro uh, because the only way for you to get these cards is if you buy the secret lair. And that gets, and 
it's it's not more of like they're going to be overpowered cards. I mean, people are speculating that Rick is going to be way better than you think because it's a really strong anthem effect for humans. Mm-hmm. And um, but it comes to it comes to just like these are mechanically unique cards that are just straight up printed. This has that whole buy a box promo feel of Nexus of Fates. This has those brawl deck feels of where. Well, I mean, with Brawl decks, you could get those cards in a collector booster, but um, the fact that it was still not like in a normal draft booster, where like a lot of people were able to, they they buy more draft boosters and stuff. Uh, the biggest thing when it comes to all this justice, not justice, the biggest thing when it comes to this is people definitely feel slighted, especially after uh, egregious cards and stuff have you guys watched that uh professor video where he was talking about the walking dead nope no not yet okay um he definitely goes and says that he believes that a lot of this could have been alleviated if they weren't black border cards if these weren't mechanically unique tournament legal cards if they were just straight up silver border he believes that a lot of this anger towards watsi for making this would have been you know minuscule compared because there's always going to be a part of the magic community that's going to be upset of anything that happens and uh he 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 was also saying about that you can't you can't berate somebody for disagreeing or being upset or complaining about a a product specifically from watsi because you know it's like it it kind of like invalidates to them their complaint because you know if someone's complaining about it they love the product, clearly. Especially, you know, like all these big content creators. Uh, the reason why they're ringing out bells and stuff is because, you know, they care for this game mm-hmm. and they want the best for it. And with something like this, it doesn't seem like Wasi's wanting the best. And I didn't, I, I, I didn't uh, link this, but there was a post that was dug up from a long time ago of a Magic or a Watsi employee. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. On Facebook, a couple different sites. The uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The not monologue. Paraphrase the paraphrase ver- version for me of how it goes because I didn't link it is, uh, back in the day they were saying that products like these crossovers straight to consumers were predatory to, uh, the magic community, and. That made its rounds around <laughs> the Twitters, the Reddits, and all that. And people are pointing out, it's like, you guys called this back in the day that you would never do something like this, but yet here we are. <laughs> it's happening. So Does this mean... With, with with that being said, though, this is when Watsi was Watsi. Yes. Now, Watsi is underneath Hasbro. Yep. This is nothing to do with Watsi, but everything to do with Hasbro. Because Watsi has to answer to Hasbro, right? So if if so, it's just like your bot, just like anything, your your job, your anything, your your boss tells you to do something. If you don't do it, you're fired, right? So if Watsi Watsi has to answer to their boss, Hasbro wants money. They they don't care about the game, which I understand. If I I I still have the feeling that. 
if you don't like it, don't buy it. But yeah, I get what Professor said, make it a silver border. But isn't this only legal in Commander? Uh, Legacy and Vintage. Yep. All Eternal formats. All Eternal? Yeah. That makes sense, but with Vintage and Legacy, aren't there answers for these guys? I mean, one would think so, but I I think it's more than just talking about a potential meta that that could evolve from these cards. Okay, that's fine. But Commander's always tabletop. Always tabletop. So if your group doesn't like it, don't play it. If you want to build the deck, go ahead. Have it for a game or two, and then don't play it. That is a very strong point. So it's commanded. You play with your friends like everyone else. If no one else has it, other than your one friend, and if they want to be the asshole to play it all the time, stop playing with them. Simple. It is true. At least, at least, or at least have the conversation with your friend on something like that. Be like, hey, man, you know, like we all don't appreciate this card and stuff. You know, uh, fun fact. I took Cyclonic Rift out of a lot of my decks. I only have it in two. It was in like all six of my commander the decks. The only two decks he plays. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, because I see it all the time. Well, anyways, you have that <laughs> but conversation. It's, it's, there are cards throughout the universe, the magic universe that people hate. Right. And people still play them. It's going to happen. Yeah, okay. The, it's not Silver Border. Big Whoopty. I don't see this going in CDH. It's the only competitive format for Commander. Uh, Vintage and Legacy. There are numerous advances for all these cards. Shit, there's even more expensive cards out there for those two sets alone. Or those two formats alone. So, I just don't understand why everyone's getting all a hissy fit. Like, yeah, if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. And if you play with friends who have it, talk to them. See if they'll stop playing that card or that deck. And go on with your life. I think uh, a, a big point I I want to like really stress on this: the people that don't like this product, you know, it's to 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 speak to a corporation like Hasbro. Like you're you're definitely along the side that like this seems to be something that Hasbro is like, hey, Watsy, you you need to do this. We know Commander is a big selling point of the Magic community, yep. so let's cater to them with these specific style cards while also trying to get. You know, trying to get a bigger base. You know, yep. get the Walking Dead, uh, Walking Dead fan base maybe to be interested, start playing cash. Yeah, it's just like Mark said. If you don't like it, let us know, and we'll stop doing it. It's exactly why I chose the blog talk of the week is for that reason. He explained from his point of view, like, yeah, okay, we tried something you didn't like, it, so we tried something else. If you don't like it, we'll stop. I I, I do want to put a little potential caveat on that, like. Ha- while C and Hasbro are a big corporation, like putting a stop to something like that is, it's like turning a big ship around. You know that whole anag- analogy. It's it's going to take some time. You know we're definitely, I feel we're definitely in a transitional phase for Magic, where uh, you you've heard it for since pretty much since War of the Spark. Cards are pushed. Cards are stronger. Yep. And it 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 really shows that Watsi is. They had something planned, you know, two years ago, two to five years ago, when this stuff was starting to become concepts, you know. This was on their developer's roadmap of what they wanted to do with Magic and how much Hasbro had in doing that could be something. You know, a couple weeks ago, uh, again with Commander, like, a couple weeks ago we talked that Commander tripled in size. Yep. They had they had numbers thrown that it tripled in size and... Commander is one of the biggest casual formats, and Watsy 
jeez, uh, it was like s- September, not September. It was spring. There we go. That's the S where I was looking for. Spring. <laughs> it was spring. Those are two different time periods, Matt. Right. It was spring when it got mentioned that the biggest player base of Magic. Oh, it, it, it was. I lied. It was actually around set booster time, or the, when set boosters became a thing, yep. because they realized that the largest community are like the casual players that don't really draft you know like they're just people that are looking for cards and they're trying to curate to them by having these set boosters so along with commander being like the casual format there's so many different commander podcasts where it's like we gather around the table we just chill have a good time we set our rules like rule zero is the thing for all commander players and you just sit casually have a beer or I mean any drink any food nachos and shit like that but (laughs) It's yeah, get but, churro dust on your cards. <laughs> That's why you triple sleeve, right? But it yeah, could. it's I I get. I'm sure Watsy because they're they're I guess their fan base is getting old or getting older. It's like their their level of people. Like if you took everyone's age, it's probably higher up like number wise like for age because they started in what 91 93 93 93 okay yeah so i was two at that time i didn't play what i didn't play magic (laughs) so that would have been like my parents were playing magic or the generation below my parents right right so they're in their late 30s or early 30s to uh to their late forties or whatever, so they're up there. So, I feel personally attacked by that. Ah, <laughs> uh, or I should say mid thirties to early forties. That's a little better. <laughs> no, I don't feel so attacked. You're twenty nine. You're okay. I'm thirty. It's you're twenty nine. Thirty. It's you're twenty nine. It's what? Is it your birthday yet? Uh, nine days away. You're still 29. I'm, I'm 30. You're 29, 354 days or five days. But anyways, so it's like we were saying, they're, they're just trying to draw people in. So, yeah, okay, you're going to have to get more powerful cards because everyone who's older generation of Magic players have all the broken cards from previous sets. Like when I started, it was Gatecrash. Born of Gods, those. Like, yeah, they had some decent cards, but you couldn't play modern or modern with them. It was cheaper back then. Guys Cradles were like ninety dollars and well, Fetchlands were like yeah, forty. Yeah, but, but still. you but you still couldn't play modern against those who have been playing for Tarmogoyce. ten years. Tarmogoyce, Liliana's, those were the yeah, expensive you, you, cards. You couldn't you couldn't play against them starting off. Yep. Standard was way too Chase expensive to stay up to stay up to well, competition. What do you mean? Was it still is? Well, yeah, it is. But I mean, that's why. That's why I stopped playing standard and went basically strictly commander. Right. I've been working my deck for what nine years now. It's been a while. Still changing every once in a while. But yeah, it's. I don't know. So when it comes to like the future of Watsi specifically, when they're going to be doing products like this, like they're showing that they're that they are fine with doing this, but how much? I mean, it, there, there's a lot of like faith and trust in a company like 
the, the, the negative outcome, the negative vocal audience that's there is that larger than the people that are going to purchase the product. Because, you know, again, it's, it's a corporation. They don't care about what you tweet. They don't care about the petition to ban these cards from uh, Commander. And speaking of Commander, the Commander Rules Committee, they made a, an announcement on that. We'll cover that here in a second. But uh, corporations, they care about the bottom line. You know, like the thing that's been getting talked about is like this seems to be trying to promote their shareholders. Uh, if we remember back in April, the before times and stuff. Before times. The before, before times. Jesus. That's what it's all called. Land before times. Land before times. What am I, Littlefoot? Yeah. No, you're, you're Sarah. Small. Petrie? No, he's not angry. Like Fine, Sarah. he's Ducky. Nah, he's totally Petrie. No, he's Dutchy. Petrie's brain. Yeah. And klutzy. Yep. And tiny. Smaller than Littlefoot. Yes. But I was I was I was saying Ducky because he's always in the water. He is a boggle. <laughs> you wob. Yes. But the corporate wob, wob, wob. The corporations just care about the bottom line. So is Two. this is this gonna be a thing where the vocal the vo- uh, those vocal are gonna actually overpower what the wallets are saying because I don't know, man, like people are looking at this product and they're like, yeah, give me, this is going to be money kind of a thing. You know, it's a corporation can't just look at the bottom line because if they don't have consumers, they have no bottom line. But if they got people consuming it, like they don't care about the secondary market. They just care about people buying the product, the stores, the people, because you can buy 10 of these. Yep. You can buy 10 of these, and they're not printed right now. These are just like... Nope. They're, they made a small... small yep. But they're... People who could buy 10 of them, like, if, if that just exceeds what they were expecting, you know, like, if the numbers are there, it's like, okay, we met, like, what we wanted. Here's the minimum that we wanted and stuff, like... So, like Mark said, the secret lair, they're all print to demand. Yep. They're they're not just mass produced and put in a warehouse like most most sets are. They are printed demand. So if they have I don't know five thousand orders, that's all they have. That's all they're printing. It's five thousand orders. But there's also I mean there there technically is a limit on them if they're limiting how many you can buy. Per person, yeah. Yeah, per person. So, I mean, in all reality, it is slightly limited. But the limit is really high. Uh, if you remember when Blake Rasmussen came on uh, Tolarian Community Colleges was talking about the Ultimate Edition Secret Layers with the Fetchlands, uh, the numbers with that, how many of those got printed, there are more of those Fetchlands than... Oh, what was I can't I can't remember what he used as the uh, the the analog the analog to that. There's an there's analogy. A yeah, right. I can't remember <laughs> the the VHS. I can't remember what he used to compare it to, but it was like more than that. But does that mean much if people didn't buy it? Like they can be out there, but they're on shelves. Like the product isn't sold at J Dubs. I don't think anybody bought the Ultimate Edition. I haven't. I mean, I haven't asked about it every time I've gone in there because it's like... No, I, th- I think people did buy it. Oh. Okay. I, th- I think a couple of them did. But still, like, 
if the product so- sells, they don't care what happens after it gets sold. Yeah. The- yeah, because they don't make money off of it after it's sold from them. They don't make money on the secondary market. But it's just like Watsy and their warehouses of what's a crappy set that came out. Gatecrash. Well, Gatecrash Dragon's wasn't that maze. bad. Dra- uh, so yeah, Dragon Maze. That was a sh- absolutely shit set. Born of the Gods. <laughs> that too. So no, Journey to Nyx was the one, not Born of the Gods. Or, I thought Journey to Nyx and Born of the Gods were shit. That whole that whole year was as bad. I can't remember which one. I think, that, I think that whole year or two years were bad. Other than Gatecrash wasn't that bad. Ixalan. But anyways, it's it's just like the like Dragon Maze. There are thousands of pallets out there. Just sit in warehouses because it was a shit set. No one wants it. Right? Didn't Josh have a couple Dragon's Maze pre-release kits yeah, on the shelf for like $10? Yep. So Oof. people are basically giving it away get it out of the warehouses. I remember because I almost so bought it because it was the Golgari one. And I was like, all right, you get a special, you know, black yeah, green. Yeah. Because there, there might be something The color pairs. There. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll do it. And I've been watching. It's been sitting on the shelf for, what, two years now at least that I know of. So yeah, it's like with the normal sets, that's just mass produced. But these they're limited printing. Yeah, there's ten ten secret layers per person. Okay, well if you want twenty, you can have your mom buy you ten of them, or your dad buy you ten of them, or you can play the system and have twenty different people you just made up with the same address. Right. So it's but there it is, is again, like that showing the demand for this. People are buying it. Like if you go out and make multiple different uh, accounts or having your friends like buy them, like you give them money and they buy it for you, that's still, that's the product selling. I, I, I get that. But again, you have to look at this this game. It's a collector card game. It's very true. It's, it's so the, if, the collector if, portion has really you, been shown this last couple months. If you want to pay money for this card, Go for it. If you don't, quit whining about it, and then just live your life. Right. I don't buy secret layers. I think they're the dumbest thing in the world. It's just like collector boosters. Right? If you want to spend a little extra money, go for it. If yep. not, don't care about it. Or the VIP boosters. Exactly. It's it's just to I don't know about the the creators. Like the YouTube creator, content creators, they're getting paid. So my guess is they have to sort of base their views or opinions on the mass. Otherwise, they lose people. Right. Or they just get hate. So it's just. I think it's more than that for some of them, though. Like, don't get me wrong. There's definitely a lot. I, I definitely believe that there has to be some content creators, content creators that are out there just like doing stuff for uh, the, the certain reasons. But there's definitely people out there genuinely concerned. I do feel the professor is one of those that are definitely concerned for the community at large. And then you got, you know, a bunch of other creators. Uh, will maybe, depending on how much time, maybe we'll talk about the Commander's Quarters guy. Uh, Mitch, a uh, bunch of heat came on him uh, in the last couple of days. But again, it just falls back. Commander is a tabletop game. If you don't like the card, don't play it. Don't have your group play it. But it's, it's more about wizards coming out with more of these in the future. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, stuff like this is always going to sell. 
because the other half of this game, like you said, is collectible, the collectible market. Well, you've got how many people that try and make their living off this game? So right. by and buying and and flipping stuff and specking on things, I mean the, these people are going to go out and buy the limits of these, specking on it, hoping to flip them, especially because of the limited print runs on them. You know, I mean, yeah, they're print to demand, but it's limited because once the sale is done, there's no more prints. So therefore, they're expecting the spec on it to rise. But they're going to be buying these to flip them. But we can also argue, you know, like any draft booster box, you know, their print, as soon as like whatever it's done, it's done. Like they they only do an X amount of waves. I think like Gate Crash only had one wave. It was that bad. Uh, Great Crash or Dragon Maze. Gate Crash wasn't that bad. Okay, so it was probably Dragon Maze. Well, yeah, because Gate Crash had, had shocks in it. Yeah, Gate Crash was actually the good set of that year or so. Dragon's okay. Maze didn't have the shocks in it. Yeah, Dragon, so Ma- Dragon Maze one, was crap. Only had Born of Gods was mediocre at best. And I don't remember Journey. There's probably a reason why you don't remember it. I just don't remember. Yeah, I just don't remember any of the good cars. Because I remember get, buying into Born of Gods and it just everything was... I think the most expensive card in that whole set was like 10 bucks. Right. It's like the Ixalan block. The only thing that good that came out of the Ixalan block was the check lands. So, yeah, I don't know. It's... If you don't like it, don't buy it. And if you buy it, good for you. So there's not, like, foresight into the future of how this could, like... Maybe this... Because, I don't know, I'm just trying to, like... If, uh, if to these, our listeners, I want to bring up people's debates, like people what they're, what they're worried about. Is this not like a domino that could like lead into larger dominoes? I think it is. I it's, mean, I get it. I get the the uproar behind it that they're printing specific, unique cards. I mean, granted, they did come out and say that they have the ability to reprint it later on. It's true in other sets, but you have to wait for that. That's the thing. And how far out, you know? Are these sets designed years, right? Yep. Yeah, they have everything exactly. Planned. So if something catches on in one of these things that's unique, well, now you're going to have to wait those that time period until that set comes into development that they reprint those things, unless they reprint them in another sort of you know secondary set like this again. So piggybacking off of that, so if these cards are turn out to be extremely broken and all limited, they'll just be banned. And people who bought them will have to sit on them. It's... Yeah. I I just don't see why people are, I guess, crying so much about this. Like, it's a game. It's a collector card game. Collector card game. If you don't like it or you don't want it, don't buy it. If you want it for your collection or your deck, Buy it. That's that simple. I just don't see why people are complaining about it. Especially against especially about Commander. It's tabletop. I mean, I get it. I I, I, I get it from because Commander is mainly casual. Okay. Exactly. There's a lot of people that just play casually. Don't they, have you know they don't care about the competitive side. I, I you know, lots of money. Well, you, to even, dump on stuff. That's even it. in the CDH, these these cards I don't see being played in CDH because one, they're way too high cost. Well, yeah, CDH. but see, that's the thing. I mean, half the debate though is not just on the the, the cards specifically themselves. 
It is the fact of that they're unique mechanic. It's and that it could lead down that slippery slope. That's the thing. And it, it could be the chase card and it's only being printed for certain amounts of time. And if yep. you don't get it, then you're SOL. And then all these casual players are going to be out because they're essentially being locked behind a paywall. And, and not that a little, uh, a little with p- keeping people locked out. This is uh secret layers. Don't get shipped to everywhere in the world. There's only certain countries that yep. get the secret layers. That so, too. And that's where the other part of the outrage is, is that it's not available to everyone. Like just the direct from wizards. Like yep. I'm more than positive that, you know, people would be able to uh, through the secondary market, be able to get these cards through TCG player, through channel fireball, through star city games yep. or something like that, where they can get it sent to them. It's just that, Secret layers uh, is supposed to be like the direct to consumer. Little pin in, pin in this real quick. Do you remember what secret layers was supposed to be? It was supposed to be a way for Watsi to get in demand reprints out there. Yep. And that was another thing that got brought. Up. I, I, I can't remember who it was. I was listening. I was listening to a lot of stuff about uh, the Walking Dead, and someone did bring up that the secret layers. You know, they were originally planned for reprint in demand cards and stuff yep. like that in a promo mm-hmm. version. So to hopefully make them more ex- make the cards accessible. And so when it comes to a, 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 I don't know, a philosophy like that with secret layer, and now they're coming out doing something like this, making these mechanically unique cards when they're. You know, Secret Layers was a tool for them to use to get these reprint, supposed pre- reprints and stuff out. Maybe that's where some other people feel jaded and stuff. So, mm-hmm. when was the last actual reprint for high demand cards? It was Fetchlands? Uh, yeah, Fetchlands. But then that was the that was the last high demand reprint cards or card set from Secret Layer. Yeah, because I'm looking at the secret layers and stuff. Everything and else has been special art or some new cards like the secret layer or the Walking well, Dead. It's been, you know, a lot of popular cards that they've done. Right. It's not like. But. And but, as cosmetics, which is, you know, pretty much what it collect- was supposed it's to be. for collectors. It, yeah, for collecting it. Which I, they could have alleviated a lot of stuff if they wanted to do a Walking Dead collaboration. They could have done like what they did with. The Godzilla lands. Yep. You know, or, or just got the, the, the lands, Godzilla. the Godzilla cards. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and, and just done it as a skin of another card. Yeah. Instead of making it its own thing, because that's what's causing the uproars that they can just print their own cards whenever the hell they want and quasi limited runs. And then charge a premium port where it's not available to everybody. The that's the thing. I the the price tag of fifty dollars isn't bad. It's not like it's about a hundred dollars for the fetch lines. But that's also not with shipping though, is it? Or is that shipping included? That uh, shipping's not included. Yeah, see that's the other thing is that you gotta add in shipping. Some of these places are probably gonna be what? Twenty, thirty, forty bucks extra shipping, depending on where you're at. I mean True. That, you're looking at just fifty bucks. Without shipping. Alone. Yeah. Because I've heard some people have had to pay, you know, 30, 40, 50 bucks, almost the same price, if not more, than the actual secret layer in shipping and just just to get them. And I think they do a thing, like, if you buy X amount of dollars worth, you do get free shipping yep. for it. But I think that's, like, $100. So you got to, like, buy two, maybe? Right. I mean, sure. that's... And you got to spend a lot of money. See, and coming from 
myself, I don't have a lot of money to invest in this game, and that's where I find a lot of the struggles and stuff like this. It, I, I get where a lot of those people come from. You yep. know, not not everybody has a lot of the money to invest in stuff. Well, I I understand that too because I don't have a lot of money either. Yeah, says I, the guy who bought a Mox Diamond. Hey, <laughs> hey, I I just happen to have the money that very instant that he put it on Facebook. I don't and think I, I think even he, have a single deck that's worth as much as that Mox Diamond. And to be fair, I think uh, Danny also bought it like what, before it spiked up in price too. Wait, like no. right before? No, no, I Did, bought it bef- way after it spiked. Oh. I, thought you got I it. bought it when it was at the price I bought it at. Womp womp. So it's not like I bought it when it was only $40. It was, I just happened to have that money. Okay, I'm going to splurge a little bit and get something that's going to be investment wise. Right. Sure, it's not the original Mox Diamond. It's from the relics, from the vaults. So it's still worth money. It's just the fact that, yeah, I just happened to have money at that time. But it's, just like that. It's like, well, not everyone can afford from the vaults. That's why they kind of, I guess, stopped doing from the vaults. And now they're doing Secret Lair. Okay. Well, from the vaults were all reprints. With well, and from the vaults, art. weren't they a gift for the LGSs? Is, yep. is what they were? Yep. They were designed as a kickback for the LGSs? Yep. Where they like bought them for like super cheap and then... Yeah, because weren't they either, either yep. super cheap or they were gifted to them? Basically, yeah, somewhere in there. Yep. And then they could like sell them at a, the MSRP was a higher price, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So they'd definitely be making money. But I feel that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's talk about the Commander's Rule Committee and their decision with these Walking Dead cards that caused even more waves this week. So the Commander RC, they had a statement that came out on the 2nd, so Thursday. Uh, it was, I can't remember if it was before or after the weekly MTG, the day, or the, yeah, the weekly MTG uh, live stream with Blake Rasmussen. And uh, he talked, uh, Blake Rasmussen talked to Mark Hagen and Aaron Forsyth about it. And that was a whole thing. A lot of people felt that that was disingenuous. But before we get to that, let's talk about the RNC statement. I'll quickly give a quick rundown of this. Uh, they stated that we're not going to bury the lead here. We're not banning the cards from Secret Lair of the Walking Dead. We understand that this won't sit well with some folks. We have spent a lot of time the last few days listening to a wide variety of opinions, and we talked, uh, and we wanted to thank everyone for taking the time to share their thoughts. It was, at times, quite overwhelming. It's clear that this is an issue that many people are passionate about. Uh, so they identified three major concerns during the course of these discussions, and those three dis- those three concerns are, one, the availability of these cards is problematic. Two, the existence of non-magic IP on cards should be discouraged. And three, Negan is a dubious character. And we didn't even talk about that one at all, about like the, the adult theme and stuff of The Walking Dead for a game that's, ex- that's like sold to kids 13 at the minimum. Right. On a side note with Negan... Um... One of the discords that I'm in, that Matt's also in, um, the Play ADH group, they made a decision to ban Negan. Yes. Yep. It comes back to being a tabletop game, and if you don't like it, talk with your friends and ban it yourselves. Don't have to play it if it's you the, don't want to. It's the rule zero. The, yeah, the, the Play ADH community, they're like, they, they don't support this at all, and they 
just flat up said Negan's not allowed. That's a big controversial issue that will kind of get covered here, but look into that as you may. So the card availability, it's a concern of many players. These cards are not widely available. We talked about that because of uh, because only they're only sent out to some countries and available through third-party sellers and stuff like that. Uh, we covered that. Uh, the non-magic IP, this is probably something that's more important that we didn't co- cover. So some folks simply don't like the idea of the Walking Dead crossing over into a magic modern IP, breaking down an immersive barrier. We understand that the feeling, none of, the, none of us care at all about the walking dead at the commander's rule committee that's them but also realize that almost everyone has some universe for which they're dreamed of having magic cards we don't think it's productive to try and gatekeep that if you dislike it we support you not playing with the cards introduction of a different ip opens up commander to audiences who might not have ever heard of magic or the format we welcome the new friends we haven't met yet we haven't yet met those words but yeah, it's it's exactly like what we talked about earlier. It's sure maybe money grab, sure maybe a new audience net just to try to pull people in. But yeah, it's everyone has like I said, or not like I said, but everyone has their opinion. Um, I've clearly stated mine. You guys have clearly stated yours. Everyone else has clearly stated theirs on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, any social media platform. Right. The, the, but but that's that's it. That's just it. It's your opinion. You can say whatever you want. If you don't buy it, Watsi and Hasbro are more likely to listen to you rather than you just complain about it. Because, like we said, yeah, they have a bottom line. And if you don't buy it, they won't print it. One, because it's a limit it's a print to order basically. So they don't want to sit on cards that aren't gonna be used. So it just comes back to the whole play zero or rule zero. Mm-hmm. It's a tabletop game. Don't like it, don't play it, ban it within your group. The RC goes off in conclusion the community outcry over these cards did not go unheard we used our relationship with people inside wizards of the coast to have an honest conversation about how and why so many of you felt betrayed by this process one of the outcomes of the contra- er, of the conversation is that they were supportive of whatever decision we made we believe that conversation has had influence and they clearly understand the concerns Thank you to everyone who has weighed in with their thoughts. We tried very hard to keep up with all of them, even as the Discord became overwhelming. Uh, words on Twitter about that was the Discord, the RC the Rules Committee Discord, was pretty toxic-y and stuff during this whole time. Uh, with that, fun fact, I found out not too many people knew, but uh, I, thought, I thought this was com- uh, one of the... So there's four people in the Commander's Rule Committee. One of them is actually a Watsi employee. So there's like the inn and stuff into there where they can keep close contacts with Watsi. And if you remember back uh, when Lutri was straight up banned before it got printed yep. in Ikoria, they were in, they knew about Lutri before it was even announced to everybody because they were talking, well, the Rules Committee was talking with Watsi and mm-hmm. stuff. 
don't know. Do we have time to talk about the commander's quarters here? I... No, you tell See, us. See, that's the cool thing about having our own podcast. We make our own rules. Should we make this a longer episode then, you think? We uh, can We can do whatever we want. Ah, oh, man. We could make this bitch three hours if we wanted to. Don't, don't do that. That'd be seventeen hours for Matt to edit, right? Because then he'd forget how to upload it and have problems, and then not get it done on time. So, I guess to start this part off, on Sunday, Commander Commander Quarters, Mitch, uh, their budget commander YouTuber. He's a budget commander YouTuber. Yep. Uh, talks about Commander. He was very disappointed with the Commander Rules Committee choice on not to ban the cards and made a video about that. But then after that video, made another video about trying to start, suggesting to start a format. I did not see the video. The only information that we have about this is like it, it essentially got scrubbed a lot. On EDH Rec, it, you click the link to that, it leads to a 404 on uh, Commander Quarters YouTube channel. It's another 404 if you try and click the link. Mitch took it down. And uh, what it was is he was trying to put forth a new format that's parallel to Commander, apparently, called Captain. So he made a video about it. Uh, I, I was not able to see it. And he made a Discord and a subreddit about it. And with all of this within a small window of time, Everything apparently just shit hit the fan. And he had to take down the videos, and he took down the subreddit, and he took down the Discord. Apparently, it was getting like super toxic. People were definitely like, this was all brought about through The Walking Dead becoming a thing in Magic now. So it's moving everywhere. Um, quickly re- read what he has to say here. Yep. So. On his Twitter, uh, Commander Quarters, Mitch says, After observing and evaluating the situation, I am distancing myself from association with Captain before any further damage is done. I intend to inspire positive change with this action, but I realize that there are better and more productive ways to go about doing so. I want to reiterate, I never intended to create what Captain, and specifically its associated Discord server, has become. Uh, That's where it's like, again, only according to Twitter from what I've done on reading, is that it was a very toxic, not nice place. Not specifically, I don't know specifically what it was about, but one can assume it involved a bunch of Walking Dead stuff. I feel, uh, back on quote, I feel the need to accept responsibility for mishandling the launch of the Captain Discord server and apologize for the negativity there. Based on past experiences with my personal Discord, I never imagined that the server would create such a toxic environment. Thank you to the members of the community that had attempted to create a civil dialogue. I am still committed to affecting positive change and actively exploring other avenues for real positive change. I am deleting the Discord and the video before further community damage is done. So there's speculation on stuff with this. I don't know, not much speculation. In the video, again, I did not watch the video, but apparently there were some words that were talked in there about the RC and CAG, which is the Commander Advisory Group, which is kind of, imagine imagine like the House of Representatives is what they are. The, the Rules Committee is the Senate. House of Representatives, they get the stuff up and stuff to there. It's like the best thing that I can think of <laughs> to, to compare. And uh, 
apparently on there, Mitch was talking about their integrity and uh, the the CAG and the RC got like quote unquote, like quote unquote drug through the mud through the Discord server and stuff because of that. It was a really negative experience, but people are definitely. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know where to take this and stuff. Like, Mitch tried to do something that he thought was positive, and the community made it negative. I guess this goes back to my statement of everyone has their own opinions. He was a person, I guess, in the spotlight who gave his opinion. And, he, and he's a big YouTuber. He has 100,000 subscribers. Exactly. So, so he, he's a large he, voice of the he community. Has, he has a platform, and he just voiced his opinion. And then you have those who don't like him or don't have the same opinion come and completely bash your opinion to oblivion because they don't agree with you. I think it was more the way that it sounded is like everything was coming back to the CAG and the RC. Like people were going out of their way to like say negative things. Shivan Bhatt is uh, is one of the CAG members, and he had this whole thing about that as well. So much, so much unpreparedness for this. I was not expecting to talk about this. Just, just more of a mention. I don't think we got time to go into all this. It's a lot to take apart. That's just one thread about the whole captain format. You know, I've been seeing stuff about that, and I never clicked on any of it to look at it to see what the hell this captain thing was. I was just like, wow, okay, well, this is... I'll, so, I'll hear about this later on, I guess, but... So here's here's a quick rundown of what captain was going to be. Okay, perfect. Oh, this is on Commander Quarter's thread. Um, so a person gave a quick rundown, um, from what my guess is he either saw or heard what was originally posted. Um, they probably saw the video? Most likely. Yeah. Because uh, I imagine that's where all the details and stuff are given. Yep. So they go on to say, uh, Captain Format was going to be an EDH Commander Parallel. The main difference being was that the format would be run by the players, either through a democracy or through representatives, and that no single governing committee could go against the wishes of the majority. So basically, it was to get rid of the RC for Commander. So, But no, have representatives. That's what the CAG is. The CAG is the representatives for four R. people. I think the CAG is six. Well, either way. The six, RC is four. So six people. So it would be more regional rather than such a big region. I don't know. I guess it would be more of like a House of Representatives format. Right, right. I mean, that's essentially what this is already. It's just, you know, the RNC has the words. I think the big thing is like people just feel that the RC specifically doesn't doesn't listen. Right. So that's, that's where my guess would be that right there. But again, it goes back to my statement is this is a tabletop game. You are your own band community. Right. Right. Community. And 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 since this is 
commander a casual format. You know, it's not tournaments legal. Well, I mean, you can play. Yeah, when commander tournaments start becoming a thing again, like what happens if there's another command fest? You know, and these cards are out. Like that's. Imagine that's going to be another conversation that comes up. Like command fest is something so, that Channel so, Fireball so, wants. So to with do. so with that, you can have permanent tournament banless where this card is not allowed to be within they, your either your commander or within the 99 it's true they uh, they should be able or, to do that or with some of the blue spells where you could play a card from outside it can never be played in this tournament you can have those banless like i get some of these cards are not PG, per se. Well, I mean, that's just like knowing about the Walking Dead specifically. Like, none of the cards are graphic. I mean, the zombies, they're like zombie tokens, you know? So... The walkers, they're like... this. this any zombie yeah. token that you see, it's, you know, it's a, it's a decaying body. It's a corpse. You're going to yep. see flesh and I was talking about bones. that. Uh, what's, what's his face? Negan. Negan. Oh, well, yeah. But, but that's knowing his character. But again, you just see. But again, this... Uh, we didn't read it. But it was from the R, um, the RC. Um, oh, in, in their specific p- portion about so, Negan. So yeah, I'll just read about that about their Negan part. So again, this is from the article. Backtracking a little bit, we've also heard some displeasure about over the Negan character being on a card, given his fictional history of terrible actions. We are symp- sympathetic to this and did give some consideration to banning just that card. We chose not to because Negan is a villain, plain and simple. There is no implied endorsement, sanitation, uh, or glorif- uh, glorification of his actions. In that, he's no different than any other villains are already in the Magic Universe. Even, those, uh, even though, as portrayed by an actor, it seems closer to the real-world discomfort no one is suggesting that by putting him on the card, he should be idolized any more so than Nicobolus or Yogmoth. We will use this opportunity to remind other, uh, remind each other to rep- respect other players' boundaries. Being empathetic, empathetic and accommodating is vital to the healthy gaming community. Being considered to other players make us all better. I do like that last sentence a lot. It's like. So it comes. It, 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 it's like a Negan the card is like a trigger warning kind of a thing, you know. Like if if you if you start having a post about like, hey man, this might like make bring up some like PTSD for someone, yep. kind of a thing. Like just be warned that's coming up here and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's and the comparison with like Nicol Bolas and Yagmoth both have done like human experimentations and genocide and stuff like that. But it's in a, I feel they definitely hit it on the head. It's like the real world discomfort closely being a TV show. I don't know. I've wa- I watched the first season. I never got to Negan, but all the stuff that I heard about Negan, it's pretty rough. And right. Stuff. I never got to him either. I stopped after Terminus. I was like, this is, this is just getting I overdone. I basically got, or the wife got up to him or through him, like watched it, I guess like until like one season into him and then stopped. I, basically stopped it at the first season because every episode after that was the same three episodes 
back right. to back to back yeah. to back to back. So I mean, it was with new it characters. was good when they were in the prison, and then after they blew up the prison with a tank, <laughs> and then they were running around trying to find a whole new place and found that cannibal village. I was like, this is just kind of yep. It's just, I was like, I'm I'm just I'm over this now. Yeah, it's it's people playing the what's um the poor me card not poor me card um yeah basically the poor me card okay it's i'm not i don't know how i want to how do i explain it it's right there i don't know when it, All right, I, th- yeah, I, th- I think the thing is you know again the real world discomfort and that like people feel a lot again i feel this also boils down to that the fact that this card game is you know minimum age 13 like it's supposed to go to kids as well and i think the walking dead is uh a tv 17 or right rating or is it just m for mature i think it's uh, m yeah i think it might be m yeah just straight up m because it has a lot of stuff and you know i don't know if that's something that's really been hit home for something like that as well in all honesty, that's on Wizards and stuff, and Hasbro to be working on stuff like that. Especially if they're trying to... The whole Walking Dead stuff is tough. It is community shifting. People are distressed. They are talking a lot of negativity as well with that, and I feel if we could... Tone down on the negativity for sure. So The Walking Dead is TV fourteen. Really? Yep. Oh. So again, I will bet you that Hasbro looked at that and they're like, one year difference. Like, that's fine. We can we 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 can do that. Oh my gosh, I did not realize it was TV fourteen. Yeah. TV wow. F- Otherwise, it wouldn't be on when it was on. Because it? it was on like eight eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Yes, I guess I don't know. Like, what is it? FTC, not it. Yeah, FTC uh, rules on what type of shows. I remember back in the day, you know, it can only see like Gone Wild and stuff after midnight, <laughs> stuff like that. But, it was like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. What are you talking right? about? After midnight. But it's so again, it's just yeah, I understand the complaints, but again, it's cards only limited to the vintage. Or Commander. Legacy as well. Yeah, well, there we go. The old old 60-card games or the 100-card game. Yep. So it's... I, I just don't see a problem with it. If you don't want it, don't buy it. If you want it, go ahead and buy it. Right. If, if you're the ones that don't want to buy it... I don't know. I mean... You can Everybody f- doesn't have the same likes. Like you, you, you can't deny the fact that they're definitely going to be the Walking Dead fans that are going to look at these cards and be like, "I mean, yeah, people don't like them, but I really like them." Like, don't, yeah, don't belittle someone that likes this product. You know? Yeah, it's uh, and if you're boiling it down to the card mechanic, yeah, I see that it's going to be a while, but. Yeah, I wouldn't. My I would, guess is I wouldn't hinge on the card. It, it'll come out. Yeah, we it'll don't eventually know when. come out. But it's just the fact that okay, yeah, you may have to wait a while. But 
just like those who have been waiting for shock lines to come out. Fetch lines. Or fetch lines. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> fetch lines. Either pay the amount for what they're already out there for, or you can wait and hopefully have them come back out. Yeah, that with something like that, that falls under the whole, like... I, I mean, especially with secret layers, that's a conversation that's come up. And I think we'll, we won't dive into that because this is already getting long and we still got finance and deck of the week. But that comes along the whole line of like, people are tired of hearing if this, if this product, not, not every product is going to be meant for you kind of a thing, you know? And, and I mean, it's not wrong. I, I feel, you know, not every product is going to be for everybody. Again, Wizards is a huge, they're looking at their numbers. They're trying to increase their numbers they've been doing good they've bounced back pretty well from uh the beginning of the before times and you know they're just land before going. times new. that's gonna be the hey. next secret layer no new meaning to bc before, before COVID. covid nice but uh to put a pin in this like let's go to finances right be, be nice don't be negative online it's like it's it if you don't like it, please don't be mean to other people. Don't be voice your opinion and just do that. Yeah, voice it. Just don't be a dick. Right? Alright, don't cram your beliefs down don't, other people's throats. Don't don't like don't go at the CAG or the RC specifically for their decisions. You you may not like it, but I don't know. Try to be civil about everything. It's true. Don't guess, be, don't guess be what, toxic discords. When it comes to the CAG and the rules committee and all that stuff, guess what? Not everybody can be pleased, okay? They literally cannot take every single person in magic and please them. It's not possible, okay? There's yep. going to be disappointments. It's just like life. Something, something, U.S. government. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's just life. It's, you, uh, you, you literally cannot please everyone. It's it, true. It's impossible to do. But, but you know what? So they, take, they, they do the best they can with what they have. But you know what? Who, what can please people? Or who can be pleased right now? Those who have these cards on the weekly winners. Oh. Horse <laughs> in the, oh, the segue. Look at that. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Choo-choo, indeed. So, fun fact, moving into our weekly winners uh, before... Let's start the read here before we talk about what is the Weekly Winners. The Weekly Winners is this amazing article that is written every week on mtgstocks.com, an amazing site to get all of your magic price needs. By Peter. So, yeah, this article is by MTG Peter, at MTG Peter. Um, if you see something interesting in the world of card prices, pitch him a tweet at MTG Peter. Uh, the start of this article of MTG Stocks says... MTG Stocks is now on Alexa. So they launched their Alexa skill. All you have to do is enable it within your account and you can simply ask Alexa what the price of certain cards are while you keep playing with your friends. Ask Alexa for a price of a card like this. Alexa, ask MTG Stocks what is the price of Force of Will. Or Alexa, ask MTG Stocks what's the price of Force of Will from Eternal Masters. If you have a screen on your Alexa device, she will also show you the image of the card plus several additional prizes. Prices, not prizes. Prices. <laughs> prizes for everyone. Yes. We've been talking a lot, 
a lot. Oh my god, beer. <laughs> oh my god. Free secret layers. Those are the prizes. Blown up in the freezer. Right? It's gonna be real cold. So I think we should just move along with all Matt. <laughs> I love it. We're talking about prizes and oh my god, beer. <laughs> so I'm gonna take away this one from Matt. Or I'm just gonna start talking. Go for it. So the first one is Thieves Guild Enforcer. It has a 399% increase. It's now sitting at 499, all-time high. Um, this was from M21. It's a mono black uh, human rogue creature with flash. Whenever Thieves uh, Guild Enforcer or another rogue enters battlefield under control, each opponent mills two cards. As long as an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard, Thieves Guild Enforcer gets plus two, plus one, and death touch. It is a 1-1. One, one. Uh, so as of the 26th, it was at a dollar. And now is like I said, sitting at four ninety nine. As we were talking about in the earlier standard uh, lists and stuff, Rogue's decks are mm-hmm. starting to become have a resurgence since Uro got banned because... There's no more field bads of milling an Uro with Field Thieves Guild Enforcer and all your other rogues that are entering. So not only is like partial mill uh, a thing that's happening, but I mean straight up mill is also happening. But uh, rogues itself, the whole archetype is moving up. Thieves Guild Enforcer is actually by organic demand uh, of a price that's wanted. A um, couple cards maybe to keep an eye on for something for some deck like this. Uh, if you don't got your Brazen Borrowers, uh, get ready. Those cards are a playset of as well in the deck. Drown of the Lock is just like becoming a all-time big star here. Then Foil Lofty Denials probably I'd, I'd suggest maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a financier. I just like it. But they have a couple deck lists up on the weekly winners page for these decks. So if you're interested... Go check him out. So as I was saying before, with the number two reason, would be the next winner would be Ink Fathom Infiltrator, sitting at $4.96, with an increase of 239%. It is a hybrid black, uh, black blue, black blue, uh, creature merfolk rogue. Ink Fathom Infiltrator can't block and is unblockable. It's a 2-1. So it goes into the whole tribal decks. Those rogue tribal decks, like not like off the beaten path style rogue tribal decks, but actual class rogue tribal decks. Straight rogue. Yeah, commander commander is loving them, especially with like Anawan the Rune Thief and a couple other of the new uh uh rogues. Yep. In and EDH specifically. Uh what, what, what more is there to say? You got that rankle Sig River Cutthroat is another big one. Like, oh my god, I didn't realize True Name Nemesis was a rogue. Huh. <laughs> oh man. I wonder if Murph. I wonder if there there could be a legacy rogue deck then. Maybe. Uh, put that. There you aside. go. Brew it up, Matt. Oh, there we go. Brew it up. I'm gonna brew a legacy rogue deck now. We have. Uh, we have the rogue ninjutsu. <laughs> well, there you go. The Zareth Sands or whatever it is. Zareth Sands, there we go. I think that's what he is, isn't he? Yep. 
but yeah rogues as general so if you got rogues like hidden in your collection somewhere just kind of keep an eye on them pull them out uh a couple weeks ago we did talk about uh the prowl instant where you can cast someone's spell from their graveyard and it's cheaper if you attacked with a rogue this turn i don't remember it was on weekly winners let's let's go back and scroll down i don't remember either Knowledge Exploitation, a 7-mana rogue tribal sorcery, but it costs 4-mana. Search your opponent's library for an instant or sorcery. You may play it without paying its mana cost. So rogues are uh, uptick for sure. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout of those in your collections. They might be coming up on weekly winners. And weekly winner number three. JB's favorite standard card currently. No. Wrong, wrong Omneth. But well, this is the one that just the, rotated the, out. The the little brother of the his favorite yes. card. Then yes, I should the say. little brother, Omnath Lotus of the Royal or Royal is it, is it Royal? Yep, Royal. Royal. Like Boil. Yep, Royal, Royal, Royal. Yeah. Anyway, Foil. <laughs> it is currently now at fifteen fifty. It's a hundred sixteen point seven eight percent. Uptick, sitting at an all-time high. It is a red, blue, green, one legendary creature elemental when Omneth Locus of the Royal enters the battlefield that deals damage to any target equal to the number of elementals you control. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under control, put a plus one, plus one counter on target elemental you control. If you control eight or more lands, draw a card. Sad side note on this is this bike has already dropped back down. Um... I think it's back down around that like five or six dollars mark for Omnath. No, nah. I believe so. Yeah, because I, I look in the interest. Yeah, you can find some on Card Kingdom. No, for... but look in the interest tab. All the way down the bottom of the interest. See, Omnath Locus oh, of the Royal. That's the promo pack printing specifically. Oh, the promo one. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like as far as I can look on my phone. Well, shit. Then his maybe current, I should have. He's uh, at he's at fourteen ninety five right now. Shit, maybe I should have bought that one at J Dubs in because I saw one at J Dubs for like three or four dollars. Yeah, man, you should be picking these up. Uh, the, the promo ones are ones with the planeswalker symbol in the art, art of it. Yeah. It's not like the pre release ones. Ah, see, this is what I hate about like the five or eight different fucking versions of a damn card, and they all have like eighteen different prices for each fucking version. Yep. It's stupid, because I was like, oh, that was a quick spike. Now it's already back down to normal price. Well, now I don't feel so bad for not picking that card up nah, this for thing is cheap. No, I should have I yeah, picked that still, card up. Still yeah, it's still up. at $17, $18. Well, goddammit. So anybody who's listening to this, go and snipe that Omnath from J-Dubs. Uh, they're all sold out at Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom price was tagged at $7.99, but they're all sold out. Mm-hmm. Everyone's making landfall EDH decks now. Which foils are sold out. Promo but, pack version is sold out. All at card ki- or a card kingdom here. But this is a perfect side note to to uh, mention Matt. Our whole time delay. Oh yes, our time delay. We record Monday nights. Uh, the weekly winners article is posted on. Fridays, so there's always going to be a discrepancy in prices because prices, believe it or not, actually move over the weekends. If not hourly. Yes, they do. Yeah. As soon as a tech comes out of the woodwork, man, Charbelcher 
when that thing came up, we crossed the paths. Like that was last week's or two weeks ago, weekly winner with uh, knowledge exploitation. Mm-hmm. Like, right. It was a deck that just jumped up out of nowhere. Prices move, prices fluctuates, and that says something about magic for sure. Yep, yep. So I suppose onto the cheap pickups. Give us them sweet low cards that we can buy super cheap, JB. All right. So first up, we have Vengevine. This is the ultimate master's printing. I'm actually a little surprised this one's moving down because this is a key thing in that... um, Right, that new Crabvine deck that just took down a shit ton of decks in Modern for the Mana Traders. Because they were running the uh, the new blood gas, the new quote unquote blood cast from Zendikar the, Rising. Oh, from Zendikar Rising. Yeah, there's new blood gas in Zendikar Rising. Yes, I thought they were running creeping chills and silver small ghouls. Well, those are in there as well, but it is because I remember when they were talking about this deck, because it was the Grindcast was talking about this deck, and it was I was sitting there for a second there before they mentioned Vengevine. I thought they were talking about a Dredge deck, and I was like, what? Because it's got Narcomibas, Prized Amalgams, Blood... Uh, I think they might have been running Blood Gas. Are you talking about no, the it was deck? it was a, a, a Vengevine deck. It was... It had all those sorts of things, because then it was... Um, triggering a bunch of stuff so that way it would trigger the Vengevine then too. Yeah, I think this was the card because you can cast it from your grip. Yeah, Skyclave Shade. Uh, black one with kicker, two black, can't block. If Sky Shade Clave was kicked, it enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters and it has landfall. When land enters the battlefield under your control, if Sky Clave Shade is in your graveyard and it's your turn, you may cast it from your graveyard your turn. So you're able to do this from your graveyard. You get the cast, which then triggers the Vengevine, because yep. Vengevine needs the cast trigger. Because I remember when they were first, because I was only half listening when they had first started, because I was driving, um, and they had first started talking about the deck. I thought they were talking about a dredge deck for a second there, because they were talking about the Creeping Chills, Surprising Amalgams, and Archimeba, stuff like that, and I was like, okay, what the hell? Yeah, this and then is... all of a sudden, they, they were like, oh, Vengevine. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, because you can actually trigger the Vengevine, which is super important, because this is a 4-mana four 4-3 four, haste. This is a beater in that style. The thing with uh, Blood Gas is it just enters the battlefield. You, right. you didn't get the cast. Like right. It's unfortunate that you have to pay the 2-mana, but the 2-mana is worth it. For 2-mana, you're getting a 2-1, uh, a 3-1 with Skyclave Shade, and then you're getting back Vengevine. Right. So yeah, the price on Vengevine... Sitting just under $10 at $9.98, and it's slowly trending down. You can get yourself some cheaper Double Masters ones, too, for uh, 7 bucks, Right. six fifty. Well, that's right. It was printed at Double Masters. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, so next up, we have one of my least favorite cards ever. <laughs> <laughs> we have Engineered Explosives, also the Ultimate Masters printing, uh, sitting at $6.49. Record low and also trending down. This also had a Double Masters printing. Shh, don't give people ideas. And the Double Masters printing is for $3. Shh, don't give people ideas. And then rounding out the cheap pickups, we have Manamorphose. The Double Masters printing. Sitting at $3.27, and it is currently bottomed out. So pick them up. Yeah, 
Oh, man. Man, like, isn't there a couple decks that are running it right now? Yeah, you got... Well, we talked about uh, Gargoli's Jund deck that was running this in there. Right. Last yeah, and there week was a, in a modern deck. Jund, modern Jund having that. Seems honestly, there was a Boggle deck that 5-0'd that was running Manamorphose. You have the new... Is in it, frickin' Boggles. You have Is It Prowess as well that's running this. That way you can get a turn to uh, Stormwing Entity. Like, our Boggle Discord was blowing up about this. People were wondering what the hell... I mean, it cycles you a card to get you your mana. Like, what are you really losing? Well, see, we were thinking it was for, uh, like, tech against Blood Moon. Because then you could still technically cast a Daybreak Coronet. Was it in their sideboard? No, it was main board. Nice. So they were really, like, they were really looking down, or looking to face Gruel Midrange, Gruel Ponza-style decks. Right. And that's the only thing that we could think of that we were coming up with, is that it had to have been, you know, for, you know, Blood Moon tech. So tell me, uh, since you play Boggles, and we're kind of in here, we'll do a little quick, a little quickie deck discussion here, specifically with Boggles, because, you know, this is a cheap deck that can dink stomp still. So if you're looking to get into modern, Boggles is the way to go. So, right, draw no, cheap. No, burn is the way to go if you want to get into modern for cheap. Yeah, but and there's Boggles so many different. Just as cheap, and it's fun. You get so many different flavors of burn, too. So that's good. Boggles is definitely a one trick pony. So. Exactly. But it's fun. And it catches people off guard. Needless to say, the drawing aspect, like what, what what were they cutting out? What was the deck not running comparatively? Like was Spider Umbra cut out then? Because in, in all honesty, of all the enchantments that are in that deck, Spider Umbra always kind of seems like the weakest. Like you want Hyena Umbra. First Strike is right. just killer. Reach on the fact is like, eh, do you well, care that much? I don't like, know, because I know lately I've been seeing less Hyena Umbra and more Spider Umbra's main board. Like people have been maxing out Spider Umbra. Oh. And only running maybe two or three hyena umbras. But you got things like Griff's Boon, I feel that's right. just the better version of like that. You know, how how about how about this? For Saturday's league. You're gonna be on Saturday's League, Modern League in at J for J dubs? Should be. Speaking of little J dubs plug here, we have modern and legacy leagues every Saturday and Sunday. Join the Discord. Become part of it. Right? Yes. Join. Join. Because if we have six or more people, the winner gets a foil promo pack yeah we play over spell table so stay at home you could be like from anywhere <gasps> Artie. what no not Artie. i'm kidding this part out as soon as i remember his name from finland artlo how dare you artlo buddy finland you play magic it's gonna be some weird times no doubt <laughs> right and you can uh it's on spell table <laughs> What, anyway, what is it? It's twelve o'clock here. Yeah, that would be what? Well, twelve thirty-ish. Yeah. So here we right. are going again with time zones. Yeah. Well, <laughs> time zone podcast this week in time zones. Four o'clock oh, in the morning. I found the title of this week's episode. Yeah. No. Anyway, it's a good time. It's fun. Uh, you know, ten dollars for entry fee. You get at least eight bucks in cred back. I, I mean, it's totally worth it when you look at the breakdown. You're paying two dollars to pay mad play magic. Anyways. It's fun. So do it. Spider Umbra, Manamorphose, Griff's Boon. You should try you should try Manamorphose in place of Spider Umbra, maybe. I don't have any Manamorphose, but I mean It's an uncommon for three dollars. I don't I don't hey, really you run can use MTG Blood Moon Press and just proxy them. Right. No, I can't no, I, I don't have you guys used MTG Press lately? They're not updated. Really? Yep. Well they're well, yeah, they there's... take a while to get the new sets, but um the thing is, it hasn't been working for me for the past like month. It hmm. says my files are full or some shit, and 
I don't know how to get into somewhat, you know, wherever this said file is to remove files to use. Hmm. Yeah, it's fucked up. So I've been using dexstats.net. Well, either way, you could just also do the hardcore retro proxy and just write it on a piece of paper. Yep. No, that's not and fun. slide it through. Or you can be like me and use our logo as our proxy. There yeah, we go. but that's not as fun because then people are like, well, what's that card? And then you got to explain it. And then you got to do this. I think whereas if I use the other ones, take the time to cut them out, then people don't even realize that I'm proxying. How about this? How about this? You go to J-Dubs and pick yourself up some metamorphosis. But that costs money, and that's also if he has metamorphosis. We'll check that out. It's not uncommon, so I'm sure he does. This is no longer a quick deck quickie on Bockles. Anyway. Let's jump to the actual <laughs> deck of the week. Right? Yeah. That was fun. But... But before we jump, if you're like JD on JB here. <laughs> Are you sure you're not the one drinking right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm fucking or, hammered. Or, or like Matt over here, you want to have a. Financial conscious about picking up cards. Yeah, use uh, TCG Sniper. Yes. Can, I, can I do a little like t- uh, story about this? You know, I think you forgot to shout out TCG Sniper the other episode too. Probably. Oh, Jonathan, I'm sorry. I missed that. I'll make it up to you right now because I use TCG Sniper and I have Force of Wills, Double Masters versions plugged in there. I got a notification when they dropped to $77 on TCG Player. Force of Will for under 80 bucks. This is a card that has a, a, a ceiling of like 150 and price memory is a thing that affects powerful staples like this. Like not only is it Legacy Vintage and Commander, but like a like all those decks want to run them. So $77, got a notification through text, email, and you can get it through Discord as well if you want. But you get notified when these cards drop to a certain price. You go online, you make an account, you plug in the link to TCG Player into TCG Sniper of the cards, set the desired price, and then you are able to get those notifications. Click the link, buy the card, and be a happy magic player because you got a card for super cheap, man. Yep. It also works for sealed product, too, because I have some uh, master's boxes on notification on TCG Sniper, and I actually got notified. I think it was right around Thanksgiving last year, I think. There was a there's a pretty hardcore flash sale uh, going on, and it was well below what I set was my for reminder your for. Um, Ultimate Ma- No, this is your Eternal Masters, wasn't it? Well, no, I had like three different masters. I had Iconic. That's what it was. Um, what is it? Masters twenty five and Ultimate Masters. Um, on notifications, and two out of the three came up for a flash sale and it was well below what I had even plugged in for a low that I wanted to pay for them. Like I think uh Iconic showed up at like 120 for a box. Yeah, it was crazy. So I mean, it works for sealed product too. If you're eyeballing a box or something like that of some more expensive set, it's well worth trying to throw it in there for a notification. So, we're at the end. Seriously, Thank you, all you magic folks that made it all the way to the end of this super long podcast. Yep. <sighs> Have fun editing, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, indeed. We blame you. Yeah, so this one might be posted by Thursday. Just saying. I'm expecting Friday of next week. There we go. We're getting next week's podcast done before this one. <laughs> right. 
pretty much. So thank you, you legendary magic folk, for making it all the way to the end. As always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and join the Discord. We are having magic discussion of all sizes and forms and stuff on there. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please hit us up on any of those platforms. But you can also send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. Please don't forget to subscribe so you know when these episodes come out. We try to have them up every Tuesday night. Keyword, yeah. try. Right. Well, with last well, week. So I'll explain last week. It got delayed <laughs> because I forgot to hit save on the hosting site when I got done. And I thought it uploaded. But then... The next morning, I'm at work, I'm looking for it, and I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. How dare you? Yeah, no, I messed up. Right? You have one job, Matt. One job. couple more things before (laughs) we close out. Please, please, please go check out In Dice We Trust, an amazing D&D podcast. I have one episode in. I'm planning to listen to the second one tomorrow, and maybe I'll get the third one in. There's three episodes out, and then there's like three prologue-y stuff that I haven't listened to yet. Intros? Yeah, to each character. Go check them out. Links down in the description below. But also, please check out J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming for any magic need that you got. They got great selection of singles and magic supplies. They got their bounty. They're going to be at ValleyCon. They have Modern League and Legacy League. If that interests you, if that does interest you, hit us up. We'll get you a link to the Discord. And it's all over spell tables. So... If you're looking for a very committed community to play Modern and Legacy, seriously, it's super fun. JB and I, we're pretty, re- uh, yeah, we're pretty regular on, right. on, on, on playing. So hit us up. Let it be a thing. And with that, that is another episode. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. See ya.